Say hello, I'm John Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020. Yeah, we're into another month. That means uh, we've we've had about three months of this uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic uh, adjustment to our lives. So uh, this is it, June. We another one, another month in the bag under uh, under this pandemic watch. Um, while this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage, and in some cases, start conversations. We kind of break the rules here for Native Radio. We don't do prayers. We don't do buffalo speeches, and we don't do spirituality shows. We take a tough look at history, uh, oppression, and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity, and we may step on a few toes along the way. But our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that's heaped upon us, and we do it all right here live from the Cattaraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk native. But first, let me remind people that our audio streams live on our website, which is www.letstalknative.com. We live stream video via Facebook Live on our group pages and across a bunch of other group pages as well. We take the audio and we put it up on SoundCloud, which makes it, which puts it all out as a podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. We take the video and we put it up on YouTube. So and, and that's on our YouTube channel, which is Let's Talk Native TV. So I am, encourage you to subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Now, we are um, using a new system, and so we're getting some of the bugs out, and we are, we are still internet challenged. I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again here today. The best viewing of this show is not necessarily live. It, it, it will be on the YouTube video that we post up uh, by tomorrow. Um, and of course, the best audio is on, is on the podcast. Now, uh, I still encourage people to, people to to listen to us live and to uh, and to watch us live. I look for your comments on Facebook. Um, but again, if if you aren't watching, if 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 you're not on Facebook right now watching us, then uh, then we'll we'll post up the YouTube video and the uh, and the SoundCloud audio um, right away. So you'll you'll get a chance to to see what we're doing here. Uh, we are operating in an OBS system, which is something uh, new for us. So we are working out some of the kinks as we go. That's why we started a little bit after the uh, after the top of the hour, uh, but we'll still do a one hour show. So, uh, look, I'm the show's host and producer, um, and I'm joined here in studio by Jake Proud, who is managing um, this new system, <laughs> managing our audio and our video. Um, like I said, we are in we are into a new month. Um, I'm not going to spend a great deal of time talking about COVID nineteen. It's it's just more of the same. Uh, the U.S. is adding you know about a thousand deaths a day. Um, they're adding you know over twenty thousand new cases per day. The United States still leads and and makes every other nation pale by comparison. Although Brazil's really racking up some numbers here, they're still far far behind and i don't know they'll they'll ever catch up uh to the united states the uh, the countries that i still wonder about are, are countries like india and um and pakistan and, and china um india's numbers are really cranking up but and they've got the population to surpass the united states but uh we'll I, nobody has done a worse job and 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 that includes some of the European cities, uh, European countries that have had that had terrible numbers, and now have are seeing some of those numbers subside. But nobody's done a worse job with handling COVID nineteen than the United States, and of course the Commander in Chief. Um, so I'll I'll just leave it leave it at that. Um, 
what I am going to talk about, and, and I'm, I'm going to talk about police abuse. I'm talking about, uh, what, what is it? Uh, it's uh, ACAB. All cops are bastards. <laughs> Or all cops are bad. Now, look, that may seem like a harsh statement, but I'm gonna I'm gonna back some of this up. Um, this this notion that that if some of the police are just bad apples, and that that it's just few individuals. This reminds me every time we we get into a conversation about how um, the church has played such a huge role in slavery and genocide, and people say, yeah, but they weren't true Christians. They were they were bad people. They were they were bad Christians. So. Every time you see something that doesn't comport to what you think is noble and righteous, you can say, "Oh, they're not in my group. They're they're they're, they're they don't represent all cops. They don't represent all Christians." Well, look, we can the the proof is a, is really in a, in an accurate um, assessment of history. So, and and when I say history. Sometimes I mean just yesterday or a few hours ago, and we're going to talk about that. Now, so why why is Let's Talk Native spending so much time talking about things that may not necessarily at first blush seem like Native issues? Well, I'm going to tell you why. There, and, and one of the reasons that, that I promote the work of Colin Kaepernick or Black Lives Matter is, is because our lives matter but we are a small population and and we're a small population that still leads proportionally in death by cop there there are no one has more deaths due to police abuse and and the, the abuse of power than native people proportional to our uh, to our population now and and I say that with the one caveat that the in the age group 16 to 22 um, black males do pass native uh, native males it, only in that age group, but oh, by and large, overall, and in all other dem- you know age demographics, native people have a higher percentage, a higher proportional death by cop rate than anybody else. So that's why we talk about it. But you know what? We're not going to have a huge movement without a lot a lot i mean a lot of allies because we're a small population we represent less than you know one tenth of one percent of the u.s population you know other people of color black people you know hispanics latina whatever you know brown people from uh from other parts of of the united uh, of of, uh the western hemisphere represent you know 10 13 15 percent each, I mean, black people represent about thirteen percent of the U.S. population. There's a there's a lot of black people to to start a movement, and black people have a mani- managed to to gain a certain amount of power, um, whether it's political power, whether it's uh, you know power by dollars or or in the media and that kind of stuff. Now, having said that, they they still rank a real real close second behind Native people proportionally for death by cop. So if black lives don't matter, and they don't, none of our lives matter in the United States unless you're white. And, there, and there's no question about that. But we need to defend and support black lives matter if we expect our lives to matter. Because we pale by comparison. And that's, a, that's kind of a, a pun there. Uh, we, but our numbers are so small compared to black people or other brown people, other people of color, that if we don't support other people of color... We're an island, and, and we are an island in many respects because what we are fighting for is, is a free and independent existence. At least some of us are. 
while others are just fighting for equality see we're we're not even fighting for equality although it would be nice not to be disproportionately killed by cops so when i and i because I, I heard some criticism you know why why is john kane and let's talk native talking about uh race riots well for one thing our people are involved in this when you talk about places like minneapolis and i've, I've mentioned this before minnesota has a history of killing native people minneapolis st paul those those twin cities that's why aim started because native people were being disproportionately killed you know in the in the 70s and actually all the way up through but in the 70s when there was an effort to relocate and that it was called that the relocation program to move native people off reservation put them in the cities because frankly they wanted to get rid of us off of, they wanted us to just fade into american society or just disappear period so that was the effort so putting native people in in the cities in crappy apartments and crappy jobs and guess what our people got treated like crap exactly by cops by the by the white society and we see it all over the place look i went to winnipeg a number of years ago for the indigenous um games the indigenous people's games and i was surprised seeing you know not only the 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 native homeless population in the city of winnipeg but also how native people were treated there and so so we know what our lives have where our lives have brought us within the context of other social groups other cultural groups within the u.s and canada so we do need to talk about this here now and i've talked for quite some time about the number of potential you know armageddons that, that could face the united states i talked about the economic collapse i've talked about the political unrest uh i've talked about war um uh, environment and i've talked about exactly what we're experiencing now this dystopian future come to come to reality as a, as the social breakdown uh, you know the, the the all of the societal breakdowns occur and look we're gonna when we go to break you know at the bottom of the hour we're gonna play a, a montage of some of what what's happening around the uh, around the united states and it isn't just the united states i mean there are protests and riots and actions taking place all over the world i mean and and they're all doing it in support of black lives matter in the united states there this is all in response to the to the killing of george floyd by the minneapolis police you know just just it's not even a week ago now i mean this is this has grabbed on to the entire world why because in every place where there's where colonization has occurred where uh white supremacy exists and where white supremacy exists you have people of color who are treated in an oppressive and subjugated standard uh, 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 style and it's so all over so whether it's new zealand or australia or uh, in in europe uh, south america canada all over there are people saying black lives matter and and they aren't saying all lives matter they aren't saying native lives matter they aren't saying brown lives matter they're saying black lives matter because that is the rallying cry that is the that's the statement that we have to another just like we say i can't breathe there's a reason we say that because it isn't even it, it's gone beyond this idea of a, of a police officer perhaps pulling the trigger too quickly 
making that bad split moment decision, which most of these uh, these killings are not those bad split moment decisions. These are conscious decisions to inflict mortal um, injuries on, on people, fatal injuries on people. But when you choke the life out of somebody, the way Eric Garner's life was, was ended, or in this situation, when you kneel on somebody's neck, pressing their their whole, not just their head and their face, but their neck, when you press that neck against the ground, here's the thing. In the autopsy, it isn't just that, it, it's not just that George Floyd couldn't breathe. The pressure put on his neck didn't just make it so it was difficult to breathe. It actually made it so the blood was cut off to his brain. He didn't die of what you would think of as standard suffocation. What he died of was uh, was a, a, a kind of asphyxiation, yeah, asphyxiation where the, the oxygen is cut off to his brain. Not just... I mean, when he says he couldn't breathe, then say, "Oh, if you if you can if you can say that, if you can speak, you can breathe." Well, that's not necessarily true anyway. But the reality is, the way that this two hundred plus pound man was kneeling on this guy's neck, it took time to kill him. This wasn't like a split minute, a split second error in judgment, or. Uh, a split second I've got to take this guy out because he's a perceived threat this guy was on the ground and that's why it, it is invoking evoking such uh, such a response and it's not the first time which is again this this piling on of straws on the camel's back right and this seems to be the one now look it is entirely possible that this you know disruption and you know these actions and these protests and these riots subside and everything goes back to the way it was before and that would be a tragedy that would be an absolute tragedy and you know look they're all they may they've charged the the officer who killed george floyd they haven't charged the other three who were involved in that killing but they may and they may prosecute and they may convict and he may go to jail this is where the whole bad apple thing comes in. And, and that's what Donald Trump wants to say. That's what so many people want to say. Look, usually when a cop kills somebody, they say either it was a good killing, a good shoot, as they say. But now you can't even say a good shoot because now they're, they're, they're beating people to death. Well, and they've been doing that for a long time. But, but they're beating the people to death as well, choking them to death, killing by other means other than, you know, pulling a trigger. I mean, you've got... You've got cops that are beating people around uh, about the head and face with batons, pepper spraying them. They're using the, these uh, these tasers, and you know what? You know what a taser can do? It can stop a heart. A taser can be fatal. All of these non-lethal weapons, rubber bullets. Yes, rubber bullets can kill. You know where you're not supposed to shoot a rubber bullet into somebody's face. You know where people are getting shot with rubber bullets in the face. People are losing eyes. People have died. Um, these are supposed to be shot. These are supposed to be used at a, at a certain range. They're never supposed to be used point blank range. Um, tear gas canisters aren't, canisters aren't supposed to be shot at people. These concussion uh, grenades that they, they they call them, they're not supposed to be shot at people. They're supposed to be shot into an area. There's they specific instructions on how to use these things. The range that they're supposed to be used. And you know what? They don't care. I mean... Pepper spraying little kids. I saw an eight-year-old girl get pepper sprayed by a cop. Just walked up and sprayed her in the face. 
He knew she was a little girl. He was standing there. He sees how small she is. Sprayed her right in the face. But this is what's happening here. And it isn't just a bad apple. It is systemic. And if you don't, if you, if you for a second thought, like, again, my analogy before, oh, that's not Christian. They say they're Christian, but they're not real Christian. The, these are real cops. And if you didn't, if you had any question about the, this notion of bad apple versus systemic, all you have to do is look at what's transpired over the last few days. Look, what happened to George Floyd was an absolute travesty. But it wasn't, the proof that it wasn't just a bad apple that did this is everything that's been going on. City after city after city, we see police that are being more abusive, being more aggressive. Their, 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 their call from their president is saying, you need to dominate. You need to inflict harm. You know, looting means leads to shooting. I mean, he, he, this is what the, the president of the United States is saying. He's not saying, you know, let, let's, let's reach calm. Let's calm people down. Let's try to defuse. You know, he's not saying defuse anything. He's saying, no, get in there. You kick, kick ass and take names. Shoot people in the face with rubber bullets. You do what you got to do. He, he complained that Minneapolis was a laughing stock. Why? Because the people were so outraged with what happened to George Floyd that they, uh, that they tore the city up. And I got to tell you, I know it's not politically correct to say this. I'm not opposed to riots. I mean, like, like Martin Luther King said, riot is the, is the language of the unheard. Look, taking a knee during the national anthem didn't, do, didn't, uh, didn't accomplish what it was intended to. It, it got a guy fired from the NFL and, and, and made, a, made him into a celebrity because of his, the stance that he took. But he didn't affect, affect the change. He affected more change with what he did with, with money that he produced by by funding programs i mean colin kaepernick did did more uh more good with with his own resources than uh than good by by raising the issue and getting affecting change with, with police departments we continue to have deaths i mean uh we had uh, uh Ar- ahmad arbery death we had the and of course the, the other spectacular event that took place on the same day by the way that george floyd was killed was was the white woman in Central Park who was able to weaponize race in such a way to tell a black man who was who merely told her to leash her dog in an area of the park that requires leashes and then video ta- video recorded her response and she says I'm going to call the police and tell them that you are threatening my life that a black man an African American and she did she got on the phone she knew that by identifying his race to the New York City Police Department that that was going to place this man in jeopardy. Why? Because that's the norm in the, in the United States. Why? And why do we say black lives matter? Because they don't. White lives matter. White privilege matters. White property matters. White businesses matter. To the, you know, and not just to white people, but... We all get caught into this thing. We know that the economy is driven by white power. And we begrudgingly sometimes, but sometimes unwittingly or unknowingly, are the consumers of this stuff. 
But I, I just won't accept the bad apples analogy or that, uh, that any of these things are good shoots or good kills. The, uh, again, the, the amount of abuse that we've seen pol- from police officers in response to these protests, it, it just, you know, it, it makes its own, I mean, it, it, it clears the argument. There's no question that the police are, you know, pathological. I mean, they, they can't stop themselves. They feel compelled to inflict damage. And, and I got to tell you this, and I've said it before on a couple of other shows, so I'm going to say it one more time. There is no reason that a police officer or, or, or anybody whose interest is supposed to be to serve and protect or is the public in the interest of the public should beat or grab or strangle or constrict anybody's head or face or neck. You should not have to beat somebody in the face. For one thing, if you need to subdue somebody, if you need to, and you don't always need to, you don't need to pepper spray somebody in the face. You don't need to taste them. Because most of the time you got have these guys outnumbered, you, you simply handcuff them and you put them in the car. But all of this other fringe, you know, perks that you guys get because you can beat on people and get away with it. I mean, nobody should lose their teeth to police officers. I tell you what, if you bite a police officer and they pull their arm out of your mouth and you lose some teeth, that's on you. But if they're beating you in the face with a baton, there's no reason for for a police officer to beat somebody in the face or head, lay somebody's scalp open, bust an orbital socket, take out an eye or take out a teeth, put it, put their teeth through their uh, through their own lips and stuff. There's no reason for any of that. There's no reason for a police officer to punch somebody in the face. They just need to subdue somebody if they're being violent. Look, if somebody's coming at you with a, with a gun, you know, and of course, unless you're 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 a white man, you know, standing up for your Second Amendment rights, apparently, that's one thing. But that's not what these situations are. <clears throat> this is gotten to a level, and, and again, as a native person, I know, I, I see it. I get the posts, and, and you know, and I'm connected to a bunch of territories. I hear it all the time. Missing and murdered Indigenous women is a, is a part of the same problem. You know why? Because cops are involved. We have issue incident after incident after incident where the police have been involved in the missing, in, in disappearing women, in the rape of women. <clears throat> Look, people t- say, well, you know, this is, you know, racism has been, you know, has, you know, has been around for um, since the, the beginning of the United States. No, it has been around since the first white man came across a person of color. <clears throat> That's when racism started. I know people say, no, that's not true. No, that is true. Our people, Native people, experience this white supremacy and this white privilege the first time white men came into the islands, uh, the Caribbean islands with Columbus. The rape culture began immediately. The enslavement of Native people. The subjugation of Native people. Why? Because they were looked at as beasts of burden before the first African slave ship came. This is the history of white people and their uh, and and their interaction, their contact with 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 non-whites, it has been and and it still exists. Five hundred years later, we are still in the midst of this stuff. We are still and then and then we got the, all the racism deniers. 
Oh, I'm not racist. I can't be racist. I have, I have a black friend. Well, you know what? Somebody asked, well, how could you be racist if you, uh, um, if you have a black friend? Well, you know what? <clears throat> Serial killers don't kill everybody. There you go. There's, a, there's your explanation. <laughs> I mean, just because you're racist doesn't mean that, that you demonstrate that racism at every moment of your life. Just at critical times. You may, you may love you some black people when they're running with a football on the team that you support, but it doesn't mean that you're not racist. And I don't care if you've got you know, black people in your family. In fact, I'm going to tell you, I, I often say that a black person or a person of color can't be a racist, but I have to qualify that because people of color still can believe that white people are superior. They, they, people of color don't believe they're superior over other, other races. They may think they're equal or they may, they may think they, that they personally are better at somebody. They may think they're more intelligent, you know, better looking, better athlete, whatever else, but not on a, on a race basis. But, and this is, again, the doll test proves this out. There are black people, even as children, who are convinced at the earliest of ages that they are somehow lesser than white people. And they believe it. So when you watch some of these videos and you see black cops beating on black people, you say, well, see, that's not racism. Yes, it is. Because the system is racist. That's why they call it systemic racism. So when I say all cops are bastards, it's because the system is flawed. And you can't pick out a couple of bad apples out of that system and say you fixed it. No, you can't. That doesn't fix it. That is not solving the problem. The entire judicial system, the legislative system, the, the executive branch of government, all three branches of, of U.S. government are, have systemic racism embedded into it. And there's almost no way to fix it. Certainly the justice system, there's no way to, to fix it by tweaking it. Police officers... Part of, you know, the, the idea of forming police departments had a couple of functions. One of them was protecting property. You know what the property was that, among the property that they were trying to protect? Slave ownership. The, some of the first slave patrols, the, this is where militias and, uh, you know, and, and police departments, you know, different law enforcement agents, agencies were developed specifically to protect the property of white people. And among the property of white people were the slaves that they, that they claimed to own, the human beings that they claimed to own. And you know what? Native people were slaves too. And, and I don't mean just in the Caribbean. I mean native people were enslaved until the 1800s, out in the, especially on the West Coast. Actually, no. They were, they were enslaved in the 1800s on the East Coast too. New Jersey. I have a specific story I was reading by my friend Bob Henley, who was digging in the archives and talked about you know a native woman who was who was a slave. Slave owner died, and she didn't get her freedom because he died. She just got sold off as part of the estate. I mean, it's so. But when slavery ended legally, when it, when the the laws got passed in what, 1868, I think it was or thereabouts, to to end slavery. There were still native people being slaved out in California. So, and, and I'm not trying to steal any thunder from black people. 
I, you know, I'm not trying to steal their pain. I'm not trying to appropriate Black Lives Matter. None of that. So don't don't get me wrong. But when I get asked why are we talking about this on this program, this is why we're talking about this on this program. Missing and murdered Indigenous women has a direct connection to not just Black Lives Matter, but 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 to this idea of death by cop. Because death by cop is just death by white, uh, you know, white privilege. And I'm, I'm sorry. If you think that you're not racist, but you don't fight against racism, then you're racist. I mean, there are people who say, look, if you're white, you're racist. I don't know that it's true. Because I think there are some white people who, look, if you're white, you have white privilege. Whether you use it properly or to, uh, or to your advantage, that's on you. You can also use white privilege to fight against racism because the, the people who need to change and raise racism are white folks. You are the racists. And these cops, and look, and if you were ever a soldier, you should not be a cop. Those are completely different. Look, they're supposed to be completely different jobs. A soldier's job is to kill for the United States. That's what their jobs are. Now, if you think military training can be be useful in, in a police department, you're wrong. What military training in the police department leads to is abuse of cops. And look, most police departments are filled with white supremacists. Hey, we're at the bottom, bottom of the hour, so we're going to take a break. I do want you to, look, we're going to show, show a video. We're not going to play the normal music that we do when we, when we take a break, but we're going to play some video. And I dare you to find one image in this montage. And you know what? And, and on your own time, you find me one image where you see cops stopping property damage or stopping um, a riot or catching somebody doing something. What you're going to see here are... Uh, peaceful protesters and, and you know and i'm not saying they're not angry and they're not they're not hopped up but you're going to see people being the victims of police aggression this is john kane let's this is let's talk native we'll be right back get the fuck on get the fuck off He's not doing anything. That bitch better be on safety. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you. Oh, you motherfucker. I had a fucking cigarette. I had a fucking cigarette. I had a fucking cigarette, yo. Fuck. Motherfucker, shoot. Look at that, motherfucker. You fucking shot me, motherfucker. Ah, oh, you motherfucker. 
I don't think I lost anybody there anyway. You never left. Um, look, and I don't want you to think that these were just cherry picked. This is just the stuff that's on the internet. I mean, if we didn't have to like weed out the ones with all the the cops, you know, saving buildings because there weren't any. If you watch these, if you live in a city, and you know your police department is abusive, and has been guilty of uh, of uh, the abuse of the use of force and 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 fatal force i mean uh lethal force then you should be doing something about it you know look i mean look i live i live uh on the cataraugus territory, uh, territory of the seneca nation i don't have a police department to to go protest um but if i lived in buffalo and you know what i'd be out there right now and i say that right now it's uh it's it's 10 47 if you protest, if you if you go out into the street to raise hell about the abuse of police forces, and then at eight o'clock when the curfew chimes, you know bells chime, you go home. You weren't protesting the first place. You're you're just submissive. We need to stand up to this stuff. Now I'm not saying burn it all down. There's a part of me that says burn it all down, but I'm not telling you to burn it all down. I'm saying raise hell. Raise hell. This is revolution. This isn't protest. This isn't demonstration. This isn't, oh, can I come out and stand in the street? Oh, till 8 o'clock, then I have to go home? No, that's not what this is. And if, if that's what you're, what you're doing, then you might have just as well stayed home in the first place. Trying to put a curfew on the, the right and the duty that people have to stand up to police violence and then put a curfew which can be justifi- justification for police violence i'm not saying <laughs> at 10 o'clock you need to burn the police station down but you know what I, I, i'd rather see a police station burned down uh than the violence that, that, that neighborhoods you, you saw the one part of the video where the police were going up through a neighborhood shooting people with pepper spray pellets on their own porch in their own front door Where's the bad apple? It's not a bad apple. This is the police department in in New York. I look. Some of those videos were, were not far from the studio. That one was right by the Barclay Center in Brooklyn, not far from where WBAI studio is. I walked up Seventh Avenue in Manhattan after Freddie Gray. I walked with the mob, you know, uh, shouting Black Lives Matter and uh, and and shouting for Freddie Gray. I, we, we just can't let this stuff continue because complaining doesn't get it changed. 
kneeling during the national anthem. Look, I thought that was a, it was a great gesture that, that Colin Kaepernick did, but it didn't change anything. Peaceful protest doesn't change anything. Martin Luther King was a peaceful protester and it got him killed. Damn it, if, if your life is at risk, you might as well risk a little bit of your safety to affect change. And there is no freaking way that violence, a more violent police force, is the answer to end police violence. The police departments are a mess. And it doesn't matter if you got a black it doesn't matter if you got black cops, it doesn't matter if you got a, a black um chief of police you know because one of the most racist organizations are the police unions the unions that protect the police they're the first ones to say oh no you can't you can't fire my cop you can't fire one of these officers they protect these bad cops and you know what cops protect bad cops three other guys sat there while uh while george floyd was murdered by uh, and actually they helped the murder they were actually helping to subdue him so this one cop could kneel on his neck until he was dead. Look, they may not have pronounced him dead till he was in the hospital, but he was lifeless when they took him off the road. And those three, other three cops, they are as guilty as this, as the one with a knee because their duty and responsibility was to protect him from that cop. But they don't. They cover for him. They lie. I mean, there was... <laughs> I don't remember, even remember what police department it was. I think it might it might have been in, in Atlanta. I'm not sure. But there was journalists who were being abused by the police officers who were clearly showing their badge, their, their, their press credentials. They said they were press the whole time. They were being physically abused and they were arrested. And it was all on live television. Live television. After it was already running live and then recycled over and over again, the police department says, no, as soon as the, uh, the, the journalist you know, demonstrated his press credentials, he was released. They're, they're lying to your face in real time. I mean, they're, they're lying to you even as you already know the truth. And look, well, well I'm not crazy about the fact that, that reporters um should have special protection everybody should be be protected but the but the reality is when a reporter is in is on the scene even as the police are moving people out the reporters journalists have a responsibility to report the news and the police should not be clearing the street of reporters even if they are clearing the street of other people now i'm not saying that that reporters deserve a, a ton of special consideration but it's illegal for the police to to suppress the, the media I mean and and where are all those second amendment guys who say that they, they're defending their second amendment and their and their first amendment the right to, to you know free speech and go to church and all other stuff they don't seem to be wanting to protecting the, uh, the I don't see them protecting the press why? because those second amendment guys are right there with the cops they they want a race riot. So when I hear people suggest that um, that this is all uh, Antifa and this is all the left that's, that's causing all this problem, look, there's pr- plenty of evidence out there and it's just a matter of time before the mainstream media is, is compelled 
to um, uh, to put some of this on. There's plenty of there's plenty of evidence, not just in Boston but in other places where police officers were involved in the escalation. Sometimes providing throwing material like bricks. In one instance, I saw uh, you know a, a guy who appeared to who may very well have been a police officer smashing the windows. Why? No, so I mean, if, if you're wondering why, why would that happen, look, if you ever wanted to justify violence against demonstrators, help it become a riot. Then you can justify going and trampling with a horse. You can justify shooting people with the with the bean bags and the rubber bullets and the uh, you know and and the tear gas canners. You can justify all of it. Everything that that our people went through at Standing Rock, that's what's happening in every city, in every city. Including cities across the, you know, in other countries. But there is no freaking way that anybody should be abiding by a curfew. I mean, I'm sorry, curfews are bullshit. You know, look, when when there was some suggestion that there there should be curfews because of the pandemic, that's one thing. But the idea of saying, telling people we're going to impose a curfew on you because we don't trust you. We don't want you to have the right to demonstrate. This notion of of, um, vandalism and uh, destruction of property and looting, that's small by comparison here. Most of the violence that you see playing out on Twitter and on, on social media is, is violence by the police against peaceful protesters. Now, there are people, and I want to be clear here, the notion that there's no riots happening and that it's all, I mean, this is what Byron Brown, mayor of Buffalo, was saying and, uh, and the county executive and, and other mayors of other cities saying, we know that we have peaceful protesters in our city. We love our protesters. We love our activist community. And we know that they're not perpetrating these, these riots. You know what? Bullshit bullshit people are angry they're angry you at you byron brown because of your police department because your police department targets black i don't care if you're black you're part of their system i say the same thing when a, when a native person gets involved in in u.s politics you just joined join their club now you're you're part of their, that system well you know what? you're part of that system and it doesn't matter that that bill de blasio's uh daughter get got arrested in, in, in new york who's black i mean bill's white but his uh but but his wife and 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 his kids are essentially black it doesn't it doesn't matter if you have black people in your family that doesn't doesn't make you right if your if your police department is committing these kinds of acts of aggression against people you just prove exactly the point the exact reason people are protesting why colin kaepernick takes a knee it isn't just for you know for george floyd it's for every one of those people who are getting their asses kicked by police officers because they're protesting the police officers and when when donald trump says you need to physically dominate you need to get the national and 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 criticizes you know any effort to bring calm to the situation no he wants he wants aggression that's what Donald. and you know what half of you people voted for that moron this is the president you asked for. This is the president you deserve. So as things unravel, look, congratulations, Trump. You not only mismanaged a, gl- a global pandemic in the worst possible way, costing, you know, that, that, well, I'm not saying you personally, but it took 
over 100,000 lives, U.S. lives. You've managed to tank the economy in the, in, in the manner in which you're, you're even dealing with the global pandemic, and now you've got race riots happening all over, all over the United States. You're a champion. You're, you're accomplishing what most presidents only have to deal with one, only get to do one of these things in their presidency. You're getting to do all three. Now all you do is watch a couple other chips fall. Picking a fight with China in the meantime. Yeah, there you go. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you don't have enough going on. Your, your economy's collapsed. You've got, a, you've got more deaths and cases by far than any other country because of COVID-19. And you've got race riots. And you want to pick, pick a fight with, with China. All right, what else can you do? Uh, <laughs> what else can you do? You know, uh, uh, you've got to be planning to do something to the environment, right? You've got you to gotta hit the, you know, every, every touchstone possible. This is the moron that is the president of the United States that many of you support. And you know what? The police support him. The police departments, the, the police unions, they all support Trump. They do. And, and in fact, this is what, what's so got to be odd in places like New York City, where you got a Democrat of, who's, the, who's the mayor, and that those police, the, the police are supposed to be answerable to the mayor, and yet those police, uh, all those police officers... The, you know they're more loyal to the to the president of the United States who who hates Democrats. He basically blames all of his stuff. I mean, he says the Democrats are you know creating you know making the United States a laughing stock, while that moron is the president. Uh, it, it's just it's 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 incredible. I talked about reporters being I don't even mean targeted, but they're being they're being you know abused uh, and arrested. Even when they put their their press press credentials out there, which which should avoid the physical abuse that they're that they've gone under, including being you know shot with you know gas you know tear gas and pepper spray and um, uh, the rubber bullets, all of it. They you know they they've been arrested. They've had their equipment destroyed. I mean, this is happening in police departments uh, or in cities all over the United States. But the other one is is the children, and and I've seen multiple uh, examples of kids look there's nothing wrong with bringing your child to a peaceful protest but when the cops come through and then and they just start abusing people here's a classic one so trump who who, who wants a more aggressive stance against these protesters decides i think it was yesterday wasn't even on a sunday <clears throat> decides yesterday that he wants the National Guard and the police to clear the road for him because he wants to do a photo op in front of a church down the street from the White House. So a bunch of protesters on the road have no idea why all of a sudden the cops come through and start blasting them. Physically, you know, hitting them with tear gas, everything else. It was all about clearing the road so Donald Trump could walk to the church. They call it the President's Church, but uh, it's St. John's or some damn thing. I don't know goes to a church he doesn't go to goes to a church holds up to a bible which he's probably never read for a photo op so a whole bunch of he used military grade thuggery against peaceful protesters so he including children so he could um so he could go do a photo op in front of a church with a bible in his hand that's the president of the united states and in D.C. in particular is where you've had 
um, that's been among among the most peaceful protests there. But they still they've still been met with the with aggression from from the cops. And and again, the use of non lethal weaponry and there's no other way to describe it other than calling them weapons they all have specific very specific instructions and none of them none of those i'll tell you the the only two non-lethal weapons that are supposed to be that can be used at relatively close range is pepper spray and a taser not rubber bullets not those beanbag cannons, not um, tear gas canisters, not concussion gr- grenades. And honestly, the only time pepper spray and a taser is, is needed is if y- you somehow can't subdue him physically. And why is that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because pepper spray and tasers can kill people. I mean, if somebody has a heart condition or or some other underlying condition, I mean, look, you can stop somebody's heart with a taser. And the stress that you put on somebody by pepper spraying them, including children, can be can be traumatic. You know, and the, and the physical abuse. I mean, this one shot of this big roided out um, police officer, New York City police officer. NYPD walking with uh, another officer who is a white who has a white shirt on, which means he's either a um, a lieutenant or higher. Walking down the street, he lays out this this girl. She she had a cell phone in her hand. First thing he did is he swatted the cell phone out of her hand and then full on push laid her out. You could see the bottom of her feet. She smashes her head on on the on the pavement and they just keep walking. That lieutenant never looks back and says, "Hey." Let's not be that aggressive to, to, you know, especially to a smaller woman like that. He never says anything. They just keep walking. That woman had seizures on the way to the hospital. Lucky she didn't die. And if she had died, it again would have been at the hands of, this, of a police officer who had physically abused her. There was no reason to do that. She could have been shoved. He was so much bigger than her, he could have just brushed her away. But instead he levels her. And it's police department after police department. And I, and I got to tell you, I heard criticisms about um, some of these protesters uh, taking out some of their frustration on CNN in Atlanta or, or even in, in Buffalo on Spectrum News. I'm sorry, media, you are part of the problem. And you know what? If you lose a van or, or a, a, a plate glass window in the front of your studios, then shame on you for not being more aggressive as as journalists and holding uh, holding the the police uh, accountable because you haven't i have yet to hear any mainstream media refer to the killing of uh, of uh, george floyd as being killed by the police officer they all keep saying he died in custody he didn't die he was killed and he was killed in a slow, methodical, aggressive, barbaric manner by choking off the blood supply to his brain, by kneeling, crushing the guy's neck so much. Not only did he have trouble breathing, but to the extent that he, that he could get air into his lungs, his lungs couldn't push oxygen 
couldn't couldn't the blood couldn't flow to his brain and of course gotta try to you know make it all while he he may have had underlying conditions yeah the only thing underlying was him underlying the guy's knee that was the only condition he died of the one uh the the one doctor who did the autopsy says i wish i had the arterial structure of, uh, of george floyd he was a healthy he was a healthy man he was a healthy man he didn't have an underlying heart condition, you know, or, or any kind of pulmonary condition. No, he didn't. But he he died he, he died death by cop, death by cop, killed by a police officer. And shame on you, the media, for for being too cowardice to say it. Look, yeah, look, they're, they're, I I hear some of the folks on the, in the media, you know, almost feigning outrage. If this was happening in in another country. I mean, when in, in Tiananmen Square in, in China, it was all about, you know, oh, look how aggressive, look how aggressive the, the Chinese military is. Well, what the hell do you think the NYPD is doing? And, and Buffalo Police Department, the, the closest metropolitan area to, to where I live, you're guilty of this. You guys set up black people for arrests. I mean, you may not have stop and frisk in play, but your your arbitrary checkpoints that always happen to be in black neighborhoods so you can arrest more black people? If your jails are disproportionately filled with black people, then you're part of the problem. And yes, you judges, you white judges and black judges, you're part of the problem too. Prosecutors and, and all of you tough on crime uh, politicians, including the moron in the White House, I'm the law and order president. Really? You're the law and order president. How many how many people have been convicted that were a part of his uh, of his of his cabinet or his campaign? Law and order, my ass! You're anything but a law and order president. You'd be lucky if you don't go to jail yourself after you're out of the presidency, which can't happen soon enough. But might not, might not. He's playing to his base. He's using these riots to so he doesn't have to demonstrate what a failure he has been on uh, on COVID nineteen. And because he's drumming up his base on on white people, white officers beating the hell out of black people, that plays to his base. And if that base comes out and votes for him, it's, he'll he'll lose the popular vote. But he didn't. He lost popular vote the first time. And you know what, United States, if you end up with Trump for four more years, you deserve you deserve him for the four you've had him, and you'll deserve him for the next four. And if you allow the cops to pay to clear the road for him to walk to church for a photo op, somebody should have hit hit, hit him with one of the bricks. And I mean it. And I don't care if everybody thinks that this is too aggressive. The system is screwed up. There are individuals in charge of those systems who are screwed up. Look, I'm glad to see some police officers being arrested for, for aggression. But that's not going to fix the problem. There has to be a, a wholesale dismantling of the system as it exists. I mean, you, you have, if a cop never speaks up against another cop, that's a problem. And, and they say, look, well, we can't have that kind of disunity. Then, then you've got a problem. Then the whole system fails. Because if, if cops remain silent when they know another police officer, and look, black cops, 
they seem so privileged to have gotten that job. They don't want to lose it. They're not going to speak out against aggression, uh, police aggression. They think they got a sweet thing. I mean, and let's be honest here. Some of these policemen get paid a lot. A, a New York State trooper, $100,000 a year and above. I don't know what a New York City police officer gets, but I'll tell you, in New York City, they have a police department that is the size of armies of other countries. There are countries who, do not, who don't have armies as big as the New York City Police Department. I think they got 50, 60, 70,000 cops down there. And I've seen them. I've seen them deployed and come out. They can set up barricades and, and, and close off streets within minutes. They, I mean, their efficiency in terms of, uh, in terms of how aggressive they can be and even when they're not being aggressive, their, their ability to manage crowds in New York City, it's amazing. And it's scary. <clears throat> it is, it's, a, it's a scary thing. What is it? Okay, but that's all right. So 34,000 uniformed officers. And that's more than the FBI. But there, there's also state troopers in, in New York City. There's also you know, sheriffs. There's, there, there are all these other police. So the total uh, amount of police officers. And then, you, then you've got, at the, at the disposal of governors, the National Guard to come in. You talk about a police state? Damn. All right. So I know there's going to be criticism because I did not specifically stick on a native topic all day today. I guarantee you that I will. I've got some other good shows planned coming up. But this is too much of an issue to not have a native perspective and a native voice weigh in on it. You know, I am not opposed to riots. I am opposed to accommodating curfews. I am opposed to you know to to, to playing to the to the mayors and to, and to the county executives and the chiefs of, of, of police. We need we need to affect change, and a revolution doesn't happen by accommodating your oppressors. It just doesn't happen. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Yahweh. Paralysis, you stayed at the gate. 